and a warm welcome to all of you. Thank you for joining us here for another episode of Conversations with Michael. We are streaming live today from our home studio in the beautiful Willamette Valley of Oregon. And you can watch us on any of our Facebook pages, our YouTube and Vimeo channels, and on our website where the majority of you like hanging out and watching there. Wherever you might call home, we hope all is indeed well in your life. And let's take that deep breath as we begin today's show. Because today, well, today's an exciting day for Ancient Wings. This marks our 10th anniversary of offering these free live monthly streams. It started out as a podcast under the name of the Ancient Wings Show. Some of you watching might remember those days. But the audio quality was so bad with the network we joined that it inspired me to learn how to use a video format. Today, everybody's streaming video, but it wasn't so long ago that the whole idea of presenting live streams was pretty new. Our first Conversations with Michael show didn't happen until 2015. To me, it feels like decades ago, but it's only been seven years now. It's been and continues to be, at least on the technical end of things, quite the learning curve for me. I don't really have any background in audio or video productions. In the first 10 years of serving the teachings of Michael, those were all presented in person. At that time, I was working full-time as a custom furniture maker and was a father to three children. So for me, much like it has been for so many people during this COVID era, transferring Ancient Wings to a online service offered some really exciting and new opportunities. I spent countless hours watching YouTube videos on how to use and set up my own studio. And for that, I am eternally grateful for all those fellow creators who take the time to share their knowledge with all of us in this way. It truly is a gift. And to all of you that followed us back then, well, <laughs> thank you for your patience. Because looking back at some of those early videos, well, it is what it is, but let's be honest, the quality was pretty bad. It was more about the content. Eventually, I walked away from my life as a custom furniture maker, in part because the noise from my woodworking tools was beginning to affect my own hearing. But the main reason was because of my relationship with Michael. Even though we had a lot of fun co-creating the furniture together, it was time to share his voice with a much larger audience, which had a huge impact on my role as a father and as a husband. So Conversations with Michael has acted over all these years as an opportunity to share our presence with all of you, to inspire you to include the presence of your own soul nature in your own life. We also understand that our choice 
to present all of our events on a weekday makes it a little harder for some of you to attend the live version. We created our schedule in part out of respect for many of our peers who prefer to stream on the weekend for obvious reasons when most people aren't working. But with conversations with Michael, I actually had another reason to stream on the first Friday of every month. I wanted Michael's message to stand apart from other channels that would follow later in the month. So I want to thank all of you for all of your support over the years. During these last couple of years, there, well, there's a change in the air, a definite change in the air. I've been feeling a fresh new energy with so many of those that I have the honor of serving. It's actually radiating from all of you right now. Take a moment just to feel that. Notice how the energy in our gatherings has shifted. Like something has just clicked inside of so many of you. I think you know what I'm talking about because you're feeling it too. You've embraced the whole notion to be on this planet, but not of it. Well, that doesn't mean we don't have compassion for those who only know what their mind tells them is real. The same thing happened to me in my own life. Without even trying, the energy inside of me just started to change. It started to shift. My own energy moved to the front of my life. And it feels incredible. I think our mind just needs to hear things over and over again before it realizes what it's being offered. Now there is a new depth to what we are sharing. It's not Michael and myself talking to you. There's a type of, how should we say, non-verbal sharing going on between us. It's much more intuitive. It offers a much deeper understanding, a deeper respect for who you truly are a deeper sense of trust within yourself and now with each other. Maybe over all this time, our words were just intended to distract your mind long enough to connect on another level. Again, you can feel it here today, big time with this group that is here because the energy between us now has a different flow to it. And to me, it just feels really good. It feels great. Which for me, of course, is just another point of celebration. We had to transcend a lot of the conditions all of us inherited <clears throat> to enjoy what we're feeling now. 
We survived the whole awakening process. And now we're acting as a witness to the same process impacting our human family. But where we find ourselves now, this is new, this is really unique. It bears repeating, it feels fresh. It feels really new. Let's take another deep breath. Michael and I have been talking a lot about opposites for the last 30 years. Over that time, we've seen a lot of heads nodding when we bring that topic up for discussion. But it's only now that there is this more of a heartfelt appreciation for how important it is to understand how our perception of opposites truly impacts the quality of our life in a big way, in a very big way. All of us get the whole male and female, yin, yang, right and wrong, light and dark, type of comparisons. But what all of creation hasn't embraced or even understood is the relationship between the being and doing parts of us. Yes, you've heard it all from some other teachers in the form of energy and consciousness. But well before Earth was even created, all beings became so infatuated with the doing part. That passion to know thyself. Almost to the point that we almost forgot how it feels to simply be. To also exist as the consciousness of the original self. One that is free of any agenda that part of us that is completely innocent, divine to its core, which to our doing part had us feeling very vulnerable, exposed, and for the most part, unprotected for a very long time. So now to work with so many of you, they kind of get this and are now willing to allow both the being and doing parts to dance with each other, not just in the stars, not in another dimension, but in one of the most unlikely of all places here on earth, in this emerging quasi-physical body, which would be an incredible experience in and of itself if we all lived on a tropical island. But the fact that we are doing this while living alongside this human family, wherever you might call home, 
that should tell you a little bit about yourself. That should tell you a little bit more about your courage, your integrity, and your compassion. That should help to quiet all that inner noise that keeps repeating the same old story over and over again. But something else is new. So many of you no longer feel that life just happens to you. And my friends, this represents a huge shift. In part because you now know how to direct your own energy in service to you into any part of your life. And that requires that for the presence of your soul to be in your life. Not because you're hoping or wishing that it is. It requires that you're able to feel its presence. This replaces all that energy you spent <clears throat> trying to figure out why things keep happening to you. Now that you know and are beginning to experience the freedom of directing your own movie, your own life as a conscious creator, that changes everything. When you realize you're actually creating everything you experience too. Wow. I mean, wow. That's very hard to accept. If the part of you that believes that life just happens to you is also the one that is choosing for you the quality of your own experience. And then there is that part to this sharing when I allow other parts of me to also share their own wisdom under the title of Conversations with Michael. Indeed it is. Thank you, Robert. It is I, Michael. But just to set the record straight here, dear Robert, we already were sharing. It is a beautiful sharing, and it's available to every one of you. I, Michael, have stepped forward, so to speak, as an example of how these apparent opposites can indeed coexist, the human and soul, the human and your eternal self, while expressing my presence with joy a passion for allowing these opposites to now weave and dance with each other. Reflecting back to all of you, a very natural experience with your own human identity. One that can transcend the mind's perception of reality. All under the domain 
of a singular linear identity, which of course raises that big question for your mind. Is this normal? Is it? In part, isn't that why so many of you are here today? Yes, some of you have been participating with us for some time. But many of you are as well simply curious. Curious about what? Well, what we call a human soul experience. You understand some of the conditions you inherited as a human being. But what is this thing called a soul? And how does it impact the human experience? Is it even real? And would the human soul experience be considered normal? And if not, why not? Many of you have heard all about the awakening process. Some of you watching this live stream are wondering, why force this human part to go through so many challenges when you could just simply put on a headset and play with any number of identities inside of a video game? We presented the part that we call the avatar inside of these games almost 10 years ago. But the question then remains the same. Can you experience, while playing the part of an enlightened human being, an enlightened state of consciousness inside of a video game? And if we were to say yes to that, can you imagine the response from all those that did it the organic way? But is it really possible to experience the presence of your soul inside a video game or inside a digital reality? Well, for many who have just awakened to the idea that this might be real? Are you not already playing in a 3D game called a mental construct of a reality without the presence of your soul? Who is playing the main character in that game, in that movie? So if your day-to-day -day reality is still using the mind to choose for you, then these video games indeed will serve to entertain your mind now in a very different environment. Your mind, with all of its emotions, act as, well, cheap alternatives to your true central nature. You're just replacing a 3D game for a digital one. The game itself, just like the 3D version, won't bring consciousness any closer to your own reality. But as a conscious creator, all of you are free to infuse these games, whether they be 
3D or digital with the presence of consciousness? The bigger question might be, how does your soul feel about a variety of activities that are considered normal in your current 3D reality? Well, most of you watching today answered that question long ago. It was clear to you that if normal is the benchmark for this human family, one that includes a variety of conflicted energies in the form of physical, mental, and emotional issues, which then has divided and separated this human family? Why embrace it as being real? You looked at your own history and concluded that if this is truly the norm, the benchmark for humanity's existence, then you want nothing to do with being normal. But you pay the price for such a choice in your relationship with your extended human family. You also realized as you began to awaken to your divine nature, that the story of humanity is but a reflection of another very ancient story. One that has been conflicted for far longer than humanity's history. So at the core of this very human experience, these conflicts, without knowing how or why, they just started to feel very familiar to all of you. It began to feel like you've been there, you've done that. So as you awakened to your own cosmic history as a soul being, you slowly remembered why you were here. You took that deep dive into your own self. And it was from here that you discovered what? You discovered a new normal. It was so subtle at first that you almost didn't recognize it as even being real. What did you discover, my friends? What are so many of you in the process right now of discovering, of embracing, of acknowledging, indeed, your own innocence? Such a presence in your human form seems pretty far-fetched. In fact, it's so unreal that being normal feels like a much better alternative, which it is for most human beings, but not for this group. 
the ones that we are speaking to today. You, my friends, were willing to go through just about anything to make this feeling of innocence become normal. It doesn't matter how many times we state you are the original self as a soul being having a human experience. But you had to feel it. You had to experience it as being tangible, physical here on earth for that to be real. For lifetimes, you have heard the same message from a variety of other people, teachers, guides. And for whatever reason, in this lifetime, it just clicked. Not intellectually. It became real because you also allowed yourself to feel this divine presence, perhaps for the first time in ages. And for many, such an experience as a human being is so emotionally overwhelming that it frightens that human part. Because it's been a while since you allowed yourself to feel that all is indeed well inside your story, your life, your creation. Some of you are scratching your head as we speak, wondering, who am I talking to? And if that is you, your time will come, my friend. A day will come when you just stop the trying long enough to become what you already are. The human self will have a hard time relating to, to such a divine presence. It will feel vulnerable. It will feel defenseless. Initially, you'll go back and forth with this presence. The trust would be there. If only you could experience such a feeling from doing something. And as I say that, that's hitting the cord in a lot of, a lot of you. We get it that the trust would be there if only you could experience this divine nature from doing anything. But my friends, it's the being part of your life that gave birth to the doing part, not the other way around. And for those of you that know what we are speaking of, this is your time. Perhaps today, perhaps it's tomorrow next week, or perhaps next month, but this is your time. No doubt about that. If not for your mind and its addiction to processing 
all those underlying thoughts and emotions? It could happen as we speak right now. It is happening to some of you as we speak right now. So as we shift from being normal for your mind, we have a simple message for that part of you. Don't get us wrong. It's not a judgment. We're not being critical of your mind. It's just a message. Dear mind, it's time to get your act together. <laughs> it's, it is time to get your act together. No more games. As a young man, Robert was sitting in front of one of those yogis that many of you are so fond of. There was a two-year-old child squirming and screaming while this yogi was speaking at the same time. So the mother picked up the child, put him in front of the yogi, pleading for advice. Yogi looked at the small child and simply stated, get your act together. And within a few seconds, the child took a deep breath and relaxed. Anyone in that room could have offered the same advice and the child would have responded in the same way. But of course, it was the yogi who spoke, which placed his status even higher with his followers. My friends, your own mind has been screaming and yelling for some time now. You've heard it, we've heard it. Now it has your full attention. Because this is the time. And it's also time for some tough love. We understand from its own unique perspective that all of its concerns are valid based on what it knows. If the reality that it perceives indeed is the only known reality, then what it fears is very real. We get that. We do. And we have a tremendous compassion for that perception, but it is not the only reality. Your mind doesn't get that part. And unless you allow your soul's presence to be present, dear mind, it will never know this pure and innocent state of consciousness as a human being. So from a place of pride, your mind is deeply committed to your safety based on its perception of what appears to be normal. The last thing your mind wants is your heart to embrace anything that would place you in harm's way. It actually perceives that by allowing your soul to be present, that would put your human heart in a very defenseless position. Your mind, my friends, is a master at reacting. It has become a master reactor. 
reacting to the world around it in order to best serve your human heart. It's time, dear mind, to get your act together. It's time to serve the soul. It truly is. It's time to serve the soul. We understand and we know that represents a huge leap of faith. Because your soul doesn't react to life. It simply creates without thinking about it. And as a creator, what appears to be normal to it is vastly different from what your mind perceives. Because your soul already knows it is creating its own reality. It knows it is the director of its own movie. Life doesn't just happen to your soul. That's one of the biggest insults to any creator. Let's take a breath there. Because mentally, we understand that all sounds fine and good. But the mind still wants tangible evidence that your soul is trustworthy, or for some of you, even real. Unfortunately for your mind, that would also mean it must be willing to step back just long enough for your soul to demonstrate how it does create, how it supports itself, how it's willing to support your mind. But to compound your mind's turmoil, your soul also was playing with being a conscious creator aware of its own consciousness, that innocent part we just spoke of, the part that simply radiates with the part that is doing life, your energy. Your soul is using this human experience to reunite these apparent opposites to do what? to create, my friends, a new reality. A reality that embraces the doing for what it is and the being part that supports it all with its own presence. We took a deep dive into how all of that works in our latest workshop titled Being, Doing, and You. If you want to experience how we are indeed creating it all, we highly recommend watching it. Because your mind just isn't qualified to manage such an experience. But it is perfectly qualified, just as it is, to begin to serve it. Not as a servant, not as a slave, but as a partner in this beautiful new human-soul relationship. And some of you are asking, Dear Michael, how do we do this? <laughs> Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. 
Because it's time, my friends. It just is. It's time. And so I invite you to take a deep breath. And as best that you can, begin to allow the presence of your soul to come forward from within yourself to make its presence known to you. We'll give you a moment to get the energy moving while you're breathing, oh, allowing your presence to step forward from within so that you can feel it. hit you over the head like a hammer, your presence is very delicate. It's very subtle. It's very refined. Now from this perspective, let's just acknowledge the existence of your mind here. Nothing more than that. It exists and you recognize it for what it is. Perhaps as we speak, it's speaking to you. It's right there. Just acknowledge it. It uses your human emotions to express its desire to be recognized by what appears to be outside of you. So what we are offering here is indeed new to your mind. You are recognizing your mind from within as the soul, as the presence of your soul. Now the big part. Despite all the noise you hear every day inside your head, as the soul, <clears throat> you have the capacity to accept this part of you just as it is. And if you're not feeling the presence of your soul, then your mind is here just playing games with itself talking to itself. You might feel a lot of emotions begin to surface as if your mind is saying, try accepting this. But there is no need to react here. Just take a deep breath, no matter what you're feeling, and just accept it. Your soul isn't here to provide childcare 
for all those conflicted emotions? It is here, right now, to set them free. And it does that by not reacting complete, total acceptance. Now this in turn leaves your mind feeling completely confused emotionally. Because there's no fight here. There's no battle to win. There's nothing here for your mind to push against. Take another deep breath and just breathe with this total acceptance of your own mind. Another deep breath. And what some of you are feeling, this quality of acceptance allows your soul to offer a new type of support for your mind, but it's not outside of you. It doesn't have to seek it. It doesn't have to work for it. So your soul now, while you're breathing, is sharing its own light, its own presence, as an offering, free, to your mind in support of it. So that the dancing part of you can once again dance with the being part. And this, my friends, is a very rare experience. Is it not for those of you who are feeling it? And this is why you are here to make this the new normal. Living alongside all of you as a human being is a reality that only knows the doing part. It is the collective consciousness of your human family. It's doing technology at a lightning pace. And without the radiance of your being part, well, the future of humanity looks pretty bleak. So is this the day? Is this the week? The month or year that your mind gets its act together and starts to embrace the honor of being of service to consciousness. For many of you, it was today during this show. Thank you. Or thank yourself. Thank yourself. Because without the soul, the mind will insist that life just happens to you. 
But if that were true, what a sick game the original self is playing with itself. There are a few thousand human beings as we speak who have embraced this presence with all their heart. They represent the first wave of a collective enlightened experience. We simply call them the new mystics. They didn't ascend off of this planet like others have in your past. They are very much still here. They're not looking to be recognized by your human family, but they do recognize all of you. Their joy is to share their radiance in service to a new reality and to lend a hand, so to speak, with any of you. Not because that is what ascended beings do, it's what friends do. It's time, dear mind, to stop playing games. What we just shared was an opportunity to do just that. Many of you got a taste of how it feels when your soul is indeed at the front of your life. It's time for your mind to clean up its act and to join us as we celebrate the opportunity of a lifetime. Speaking for you, mine too. So a big thank you to all of you for allowing us, well, to be so direct. Because before all of you incarnated, you gave us permission to do whatever was needed. If indeed you did find yourself being seduced by what appears to be normal on this planet, we're doing our part and we're completely devoted to it. Now it's your turn. Stay conscious of the life you are now creating and use these three steps if you're finding that your mind is pretending to be you once again, acknowledge it, accept it, and then allow the light of your soul to help to create a new experience for you. Of course, if you need additional support or guidance, feel free to visit our website. In the meantime, it is our honor and joy to serve the new mystics and those that are choosing to have that experience for yourself too. If not for you being here, we wouldn't be here either. And if not for us, acting as your eternal self, you wouldn't be here either. The dance of separation, my friends, is dissolving as we speak. It's time to reclaim the voice of your soul. We are serving some of the most courageous beings who are doing just that, reclaiming their own voice instead of channeling for how you accommodated humanity's collective voice 
In a way, that is why you're attracted to our voice. It is the voice of freedom that's calling you back home. It is the voice of passion for life itself. All of you are invited to join me in the house of Michael. It doesn't represent a family. It's not a place. It is a realm that I have created that is filled with my joy for being me. Here on earth, I hope to inspire you to create such a realm for yourself as a sovereign creator of your own experience. We look forward to our next gathering, very much so. Thank you for allowing us to serve you. All of our